friends and listeners this is aaron odom from trident theater in sheridan wyoming coming to you with another theater horror story i'm getting at some point that's going to be too big i'm I'm just going to be like okay that's too much but for now i'm just having a fun time with it i dig it (laughs) i have on this program again uh back for a second time here the francesca mintoshish who deconstructed vampire musicals and we never came up with a reason why they don't work. They just don't seem to work. That's pretty much what we came <laughs> up with. It was a grand time. It was a grand time. Uh, Francesca, you've got a horror story for me. I can't wait to hear it. I mean, you've been in so many different markets. Like I, I just, uh, there's, there's a, a wealth of information here. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. You know, it's difficult to pick the right horror story to tell. <laughs> But uh, I figured I'd go back to uh, one of my first touring gigs. Um, And, you know, touring is not for every artist. It's not for every person. Um, It's pretty grueling work. Um, Theater and education tours can be really, really rough. Um, You can be doing up to 13 shows a week, um, moving cities every two or three days. Um, If you are also tasked with driving, then you're also... Mm -hmm driving yourself um if you don't have any technical crew you're also loading in your set before you perform and if you have multiple schools in one day you set up you perform you take down you drive you set up you perform you take down and you are pretty exhausted yeah um that being said um i think performing and telling stories is so exciting that right how could one possibly get bored Alas, alas, um, working with one particular crew in a show that will remain unnamed, um, the, the ensemble did get bored, um, to a degree that I was, I was absolutely shocked by, um, we were doing a Shakespeare play, uh, again, of which will remain unnamed. Right. Um, and, uh, Um, they (laughs) started to play games. We were performing all across Europe. It was a European tour. So mostly in, um, countries whose first language was not English. Okay. So they said, let's, let's start to play games. Um, for example, inserting a color into the phrases as often as we can. And whoever gets to sneak in the most colors wins, um, so uh, a stereotypical Shakespeare quote would be, but, but soft what light through yonder window breaks. Okay. It is the yellow sun or whatever. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yes, yes, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Trying to sneak it in where appropriate, but of course it gets out of hand and all of a sudden things are mauve and purple when the gravity <laughs> of the situation does not call for that. And um, here you sty me in this cerulean rock. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I kind of let things like that go and I would just not play. Um, uh-huh. But the games began to escalate. Um, <laughs> and at one point, one of the actors came out on stage wearing the costume I was about to change into. 
Um, so I would have no costume change. No um, costume change. Which I wouldn't have minded so much, except for one, that's not what the director planned. Two, that's not what the designer wanted. Three, this was a particularly sweaty actor whose sweat <laughs> was not a result of hard work, but rather a result of indulging too much the night before in booze <laughs> drugs. So my costume would then stink yeah. until we could get it dry cleaned again, which oh, when you're on God. tour is very rare. So <laughs> not amused, not amused, but the, the, the horror story no. is playing this piece in Germany and having the game proposed of how many um, salutes to Hitler <gasps> can we disguise in this piece. oh my god oh my god uh-huh oh my, no no uh-uh no yeah yeah no. and i just i couldn't i i i i was so appalled and um i oh. i you know it's amazing because you, you you're just in this position where everyone's thinking that's funny and right and you're one person who's like do I beat them or do I join them because the majority is so overwhelming and oh. it's just this situation, you know, and I, I found myself like reaching for something uh, for a set piece. Cause we had this kind of crazy um, height, uh, like very okay. tall piece and I like was reaching for something and I realized that that was like the gesture. Oh, you're, you're and getting I was close. Like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like and the sensitivity <laughs> to like what I'm doing. And, the, and people were like, oh, Francesca's playing the game. And I was like, I'm not, oh gosh, I'm not, I'm not playing the game. Um, oh no, 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 no. And I just, oh, thanks like, for finally getting that stick out of your ass. I mean, yeah, God, I mean, damn it. Yeah, horrific though. And I just, you know, ugh. one of my favorite comedians is Patton Oswalt, and he has a a bit in one of his acts where he's talking about playing in Berlin, like he he's you know doing some stand up in Berlin, and he gets off the plane, gets in his Uber, and downtown in in Berlin they have a lot of pipes that are coming up out of the ground, and it's you know it's a feature of the town. And, you know, they like cross over the streets and everything. And he says he just made a joke with the Uber driver who spoke English. And he's like, oh, those must be the uh, those are the uh, strudel pipes. They uh, carry the frosting to all the bakeries and, and for the strudel. <laughs> and, and the guy had no sense of humor about it. He's like, no, that's obviously not for the strudel. Uh, we don't <laughs> do that here. Yeah. And uh, they passed like a nightclub that had just opened and like lasers you know were the laser lights were projecting everywhere and uh oswald was just trying to get this guy get a rise out of this guy and just have him relax and he's like oh i see the sniper conventions in town and and, and the driver is like, well, no, th uh, that is not a sniper convention. That is just, uh, uh, that is definitely, uh, you know, nobody is being killed in there, especially not Jews. Jews are not being killed in there at all. They are not doing this here. <laughs> and it's like, for decades now, they have to be apologists. Like, they don't have a sense of humor about this. Spending time in Germany is one of, it's one of my favorite countries I've ever lived in. And I've spent almost two years there in total. And, um, there, it's amazing to me to see a country that so honorably um, preserves its history. Yeah. Um, and Munich specifically, yeah. you know, you walk through anywhere and you'll see plexiglass um, covering a, a wall that has bullet holes and they'll, it'll say on a plaque next to it, you know, this is from there's like an, an that happened during world war ii like and there's yeah. yeah and there's a reason why wow. we need to preserve this so we remember we will remember and um it's we shouldn't be rubbing it in anyone's face and you know especially in 
I don't know, in times like this, you know, Oh yeah. Right. Uh, No, no. I got to ask you questions then. Um, one, did any of these people like, what was the result of this? Did, did the audience just turn their heads on them or, or like, was there any kind of like, they just went, okay, you're being childish and we're going to ignore you. No, I wish there had been, but I don't think it was as, you know, because the gesture turned into something, it wasn't a very like clear. Oh, it, so thing. it was I think somewhat it was subtle, but, yeah. but you as the cast knew what was going on. Knew. Okay. And I, you know, I was just kind of really more embarrassed for us than anything else. And um, mm-hmm. I eventually called the touring director and I said, hey, look, I, I feel like, you know, it seems like this company is pretty relaxed about certain things. Um, but this, this, and the <laughs> other are happening and I, I feel really uncomfortable. And they, and they said to me point blank, is this the kind of behavior they would do if I was watch if I was in the audience watching? And I said, I don't think so. Uh, and they said, well, then that shouldn't be happening. Um, either as the touring director or the director of your shows, if that's not something the director has stamped their approval on, then nice. it shouldn't be happening. Um, nice. but then of course I was ostracized from the entire ensemble uh, yep, and, uh, and had a really rough tour. Had a really <laughs> oh rough tour God. afterwards. Um, just uh, because you, I was the you narc. I, I did. I was uh. an arc. I told I told teacher. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, you know, I think as as you're, I mean, I was quite young when I did this. I was I was only maybe 21 actually. Yeah. So, and it was one of my first like professional performance gigs. So of course I was like, this is everything. And I, you know, I, I, yeah. I how, how dare one make fun of the work, you know? Um, yeah, I can see that. I, 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 I treated work like that at times, but you know, there on one hand, like the goofy games and everything you can go, okay, that's, that's fine. When you're getting into insulting a culture. Yeah. That no, no. Or, or like really, really, really you know disrespecting the integrity of the text and the story right uh it's yeah it's really important to respect the work but then at the same time especially for a really lengthy run um you can um absolutely have a little bit of fun and we're lucky that we have such an enjoyable time doing the work that we do um as long as it doesn't affect what's happening on stage um and you know disasters happen all the time i mean i was debating what horror story to tell you i have a tendency to fall <laughs> through things um i stepped through plexiglass that was used as part of the set and it completely oh my like, like, scraped my entire leg um those lovely spiral staircases i was in pippin once and i fell through again it oh just my trapped God. my entire leg like i all of the and like costume malfunctions up the wazoo um, so well, I've had loads of, loads of those, but, uh, I mean, I will say you are very slender. So larger spaces, <laughs> larger gaps might be a particular problem for you. Okay, well, I'll give you I'll give you another one if we have this if you have the time. Yeah, feel free, yeah, go for it. Like, because sometimes you can recover from something and just be like hazard or it was dress rehearsal, so the problems fixed. It's no big deal because an audience wasn't present. However, um, when Ooh. the audience is present, um, I was doing a production of uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Okay, and I was in the ensemble and I was chasing after Joseph because he's so dreamy. 
Oh, and yeah. um, we were in this amphitheater. And when it rained um, in this beautiful mountainous region of Idaho, um, we would go backstage and entertain the audience. We'd pull the audience backstage where it was sheltered, and we would sing to them backstage for the 20 oh, okay. minutes okay. it would rain, and then send them back out and finish the show okay. um, and, and mop the stage, and, and we'd be fine. So yeah. it was one of those nights, and we sent them back out, and we started the show again, and I go chasing after Joseph. And of course... Um. I slide in my gladiator sandals. Now, the <laughs> entrances to the backstage area are these big doors, um, the frame of which is pretty small on the downstage side because it okay. builds up into a fully enclosed space where people change. Right. I slide from center stage <gasps> to all the way stage right. And of course, whoop, 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 I end whoop, whoop, whoop. up... <laughs> no, I'm sliding on my ass. I, I, I flew and I straddled the door frame. It went oh! right into my groin. And oh! Aaron, I kid you not, that's exactly the sound the audience made. The entirety <laughs> of them. They went, ooh. And I just very gingerly pushed myself away from door frame and crawled into the dressing rooms off stage. <laughs> you know, I'm, there's part of me that I'm really glad you didn't downplay that moment. Like whenever, I, whenever I teach improv, I uh, I start by teaching the students the move, uh, the Chinese acrobat, <laughs> or the Chinese 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 gymnast. I'll, I'll say it that way, Chinese gymnast. So because like inevitably, no matter what, whenever you watch like the Summer Olympics, you get somebody who busts their face. You know, like it's the stuff that they do is so amazing. Like I love seeing those ones where the videos where they go completely crashing on like the uneven bars of the balance beam or something like that. You're like, oh my God. So many times you have somebody like do three flips and land on their neck and then they stand, they stand up and they just look out at the crowd and they raise their hands and they put their hands to the floor and raise their hands again. I meant to do that. Yes. And I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> and you're uh, like, you are not okay. Something, you are bleeding internally and I can smell that from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that you just kind of went, you took it into the slide. Boom. Oh. There's no way to, girl. you saw that. I mean, you know, and I'm glad you brought up improv because I do think like I, I worked at a dinner theater for a while and nothing got me so much more comfortable than messing up and making the absolute idiot of myself oh, yes. than the yes. dinner theater. And it's so great when you've done something moronic and you get to turn to the audience and be like, you saw that too? Yeah. <laughs> Shared experience. Let's enjoy. Um, we are all human here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially in comedy, like that really has to work. And, you know, sometimes things like that happen, you know, all shook up that we just closed Saturday night. We started out so strong. Heartbreak Hotel, second number of the show, and the entire power goes out in the whole theater. Well, that doesn't and- help for a jukebox musical. No, it doesn't. But we just were stomping and singing and everyone went even louder. The people who were off stage were like, there's no power. They have no mics. Let's go sing with them. And everyone knew all the lyrics. So we just had oh, this like awesome. blood of voices and energies. And people were like, I think that was my favorite number. Despite <laughs> the fact that we couldn't see you <laughs> um, because <laughs> you just kept awesome. going. Yeah. And even the band kept playing and we were like, how do they know what to play? All of their lights went out. Like we have no idea, but oh, we wow. 
went through and they literally came on right at the end of the song oh. where there's supposed to be a blackout. We were like, super. So cool. lights up, lights out. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that will redeem the former story that we had. Uh, ensembles uh, good, good. aren't always complete jerks. Oh my God. True, true, true. Francesca, those are great. Those are great. Uh, <laughs> I will forever see you in your gladiator sandals sliding across the Oh, yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> Well, yes. my audience, there you go. Another few horror stories. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you some other time with another theater horror story. Ta-ta.